All right, everybody, welcome back to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt. In front of me is Adam Schmidt. We are the Nosebleeds. Welcome back, everybody. Adam, how are you today? Fan standing. How are you? Fan standing. If I was any better, I'd be you. That's so, fantastic and outstanding. And outstanding. It's a I, double, right? I know you would have I know you would have gotten that. I just wanted to make sure everybody understood. Right. All right. So uh I think we understand. Fan now I forgot what the word was. Fan standing. Fan fan sanding. I like it. <laughs> All right, so I'm running out. I hear you. <laughs> we got a long way to go, man. I know. All right, so we got a lot of stuff to go through today though. Pack show. Uh, I got a lot of funny things we want to get into. Uh, we want to get into the Reds. We're going to talk about the All-Star voting. Uh, got to talk about the World Cup because we now have the finals set up. But the first thing is I want to thank everyone who uh, watched last week on Facebook Live. We were right around 300 views. It, was, it worked out really good. worked out so good that at this moment in time, we just randomly kicked the Facebook Live on again and... Uh, Somebody gets on, they get on. If you guys are there, say hi. And this time I think we might be able to uh, read some comments and things. Is yes. that correct? Yes. Are you got it pulled up? I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. All right. So if you, if you catch it, if you get on, let us know uh, any questions or anything like that. We'll see what we can do. There we are. All right. So real quick before we get started, I would like to say that the funniest thing, so I was in Columbus, Ohio today, and uh, – this is kind of the weirdest thing I've ever had happen to me. And I never didn't tell you this earlier today. So I'm at a gas station. It's about 5 o'clock. I'm getting ready to leave Columbus to head back to Cincinnati. And a fellow walks up to me. Looks like he's half asleep. And he says, got any spare change for the homeless? And I said, yes, I do. Went in. <laughs> I always did. have a big, just big hunk of change sitting in the front console. Sure. Grab a handful of change, probably mostly pennies, but there were some nickels, quarters, and dimes. <laughs> handful of change, walk over to hand him this change. He looked at me and said, nah, I'm good. Oh! <laughs> a homeless guy turned down your change? He totally turned. He asked for spare change, and then when I went to give him spare change, he said, nope. Let me ask I'm you this. I'm good. Must have been way too many, too much change, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, so did he have a cup or some sort of container to carry Nothing. it in? No. Okay. I mean, so but he did have pants with a pocket. That's the thing, though. If if he's like me, can't stand to have change, just tons of change, and they're just jiggling around. I mean, it reminds then don't me. Don't ask me for spare change. Ask me for a he, dollar. He probably figures you have like <laughs> fifty cents or something like that. If, if you want a dollar or multiple dollars, not ask for dollars. Don't walk up to me and say, "Do you got spare change?" Yeah, I got a ton of it in the front of my car. I'd be happy <laughs> to give you as much as you want. Sure, I've I don't got, use it. I've got thirty-eight pennies, eight quarters, seven dimes, and six nickels. Of Dude, course, I probably have like. $14 in my change in pennies and nickels and dimes. But I don't, I, when I go to the drive through, it's not like I, you know, I don't grab my $4.18. I give them a five and I always just throw the change in there. It's actually nice because the change doesn't fall over into my cup holder if I was able to give it to them. But so I thought that was pretty funny. Maybe they don't accept pennies at the heroin store. <laughs> that could be. He looked like he was, I don't know if it was heroin because he, well, maybe it is. I don't. He just looked like he was about to fall asleep right there talking to me. Well, he was probably high on something. He was I would not doubt that at all. That's that's I shouldn't assume that. That's awful. He's probably just a, down on his luck. You know what? I think it's okay to assume that. Uh, not everybody. <laughs> well, you didn't you see know, him. I did. Uh, you're right. It's okay to assume that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Bet. So Safe bet there. Uh, so you guys, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, like I said, right now we're on the Facebook Live trying to do this. we got a little different setup. You can see a little bit more of the uh, man cave behind me here. Um, Lucky for you, my back is turned to you, so you're yeah, welcome. Unlucky for you. I don't know if you can even see my face from over there. Oh, but I can see it very well. Can you? Oh, you oh, look so nice. beautiful. All right. So good. So Adam's up on there. So if you got any questions, uh, hit him up. Ask us what's going on. So – Nosebleed Sports Podcast on Facebook. Check it out. Also, Slippery Dogs Beat the Streak. I know it's really difficult to find. I uh, just had another guy today ask me for an invite, so I'm going to write that down to invite uh, Scotty. And so we'll have another guy on there. 
get you a t-shirt if you get the 20 and a big prize box if you get to if you are the leader for the entire year uh, have the longest streak you'll get a big uh nosebleed sports podcast box of gift goodies package gift package uh we had a few new subscribers thanks to you guys please just uh let me know your shirt sizes and then and, and the deal is still good you're you guys are getting the first ever nosebleed sports podcast t-shirts they yes. are they are uh i don't have any down here so sorry i can't show anybody what they look like it's a it's a surprise maybe in a maybe in a week i'll i'll have a big design back in this back corner of the go. nosebleed sports podcast hey. see i put a big old vinyl thing up there all right so let's jump into this before we get into baseball which is the big thing i want to bring up one thing that we talked about a little bit last week uh, boogie cousins mm-hmm. the ankle deal all these teams achilles, achilles uh, like ankle achilles whatever <laughs> <laughs> front back Same side thing. to side uh so all these teams are coming out saying you know they passed up they never offered boogie because of the fact that he's they're saying he's not going to be back until somewhere around the all-star break or around uh the playoffs yeah yeah and he said that he thinks he's going to be back for training camp so listen to this rudy gay Last year, there was a guy on the radio today talking. He went over, there's been 19 Achilles, um, the the same Achilles injury that he has. There's been 19 of them in the last, I think it was 25 years, mm-hmm. which is not a lot. Don't be scared of the microphone. It'll be all right. You got <laughs> a bug a, on there? There's a, there's a bug flying around. <laughs> It'll be all right. All right, so anyway. I don't, if you, you sure see me about just that? spit on my computer, it's because a bug flew in my mouth. I don't, I don't know if you're going to be okay. <laughs> You might say that, but I don't think you are. All right. So anyway, so uh, there's been 19 of these injuries in the past, how like 20 some years, the same injury. Mm-hmm. The average recovery time is 9.8 months, mm-hmm. which, if you do that, would put Boogie Cousins back in like the second week of the season. Hmm. Rudy Gay had the same injury last year, or two years ago. Sorry, the same injury two years yeah. within the uh, two week window of when Boogie had his. He played opening game, the opening game, uh, the opening, yeah, opening, opening game of the night, season yeah. this year. So I don't, th- I think it's definitely a possibility this could happen. Yeah, and, and Boogie is so, um, so optimistic about being back early because he said he's he's pretty far uh, ahead of schedule for his rehab. Exactly. So, so if that's the case and it continues that way, yeah, he'll probably be fine for opening night. Good. So I just wanted to bring that up because I it, that is something that was kind of – it just seemed weird to me, and I start hearing all these stats, and it's like, man, this dude's really going to be – the Warriors are going to be unbelievable. And everybody's talking about Boogie Cousins is going to slow him down. Oh, he's a big guy. He's going to slow him down. Guess what? They ain't slowing down. They're just going to run by him. Yeah. My They're just fr- going to run by him. When they get in a set, he'll be down there. And when they're not in a set <laughs> – they don't care. If anything, he'll come down at the end, and they can kick out, and he can hit a three from the top of the key. Hopefully, they can convince him to become a great defensive player. And he's not a bad defensive player now, but he's but to he, to really commit on defense, that's where he could really have a major impact on this team. Yeah, you know, because I they were a really good defensive team, and then they they had spurts last year where they became not so great defensively they they're always going to be great offensively but, but this this gives them a true number five it's not javel mcgee he's a true five and i think that's they've, just they've make proven that better. they don't need one but when you have the best one in the league well, it's not going to hurt certainly, right certainly not. i mean obviously I so all right so on a switch on to note uh let's get into let's get into the all-star uh voting that went down so we we chose all all of our all-stars and we were not very close. I mean, well, we were close, but we didn't get all of them. Uh, do you I remember like who we you were took? really close? Were we? I, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I felt like I was a mile away, but that's because I wavered on so many. <laughs> um, all right, so do you got it pulled up? You want to go over who the who the list was? Yeah. So who we picked, or who the actual the actual the actual All Star game? Yeah. Who who's in the actual All Star game? So so the starters for the American League catcher is Wilson Ramos from the Rays. Um, I'm pretty sure I do I have it up from last week. I Wilson Ramos I, we both took. We Wilson both Ramos was okay. easy. Yeah. Um 
Jose Abreu at first base, we both had him. Jose Altuve at second base, we both had him. Ho- yep. Jose Ramirez at third base, we both had him. American League was easy. American League was pretty but easy. Manny continue. Machado at short. Yep. Um, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, we both had him. Aaron Judge. That was my three that I had. Yeah, and I think I did. Yeah, I did. I did pick yeah. Judge too. And JD Martinez is the H. I right. think we had all. It those was guys. pretty simple. I feel like it's just like the American League playoffs. That's already set. <laughs> there's already the five. The five teams. There's five teams already set for the American League playoffs, and we're not even at the All Star game. Yeah, that's why the All Star game was easy to pick. <laughs> so the so the reserves really quickly. Salvador Perez for the Royals, um, catcher, first base Mitch Moreland for the Red Sox. Uh, second base, Glaber Torres. Thir- uh, also second base, Jed Lowry. Alex Bregman, third baseman from the Astros. I like that Bregman kid. He's good. He's real nice. He really came uh, alive uh, during the playoffs last year and made a name for himself. Yeah. Um, Francisco Lindor, shortstop for the Indians. Michael Brantley, outfielder for the Indians. Shin Su Chu, our old buddy. How does Shin Su Chu make the All Star? He's game? having an actually a nice year. He's kind of back to being that great on base guy that that he was with the Reds and um, he was with the Texas Rangers or he is with the Texas Rangers. He yeah. was with the um, Indians before he came to the Reds. Right. Um, anyway, Mitch Haniger, uh, Mariners. George Springer for the Astros. Nelson Cruz for the Mariners. So those those guys round out the reserves. Um, and then the uh, the final vote finished today. Gene Segura, shortstop for the Mariners, good. also got good. That's good. Uh, got the final vote. So uh, pitchers: Trevor Bauer, Jose Barrios, Aroldis Chapman, Garrett Cole, Edwin Diaz, J. A. Happ, Joe Jimenez, Craig Kimbrell, Corey Kluber, Chris Sale, Luis Severino, Blake Trinan, and Justin Verlander. No Cody Allen. No Cody Allen. I know that's for sure. There's a reason for that. Yes, there is. Uh, <laughs> so the National League starters, Wilson Contreras from the Cubs, who I think, did I? I didn't take him. Uh, you know what? It was between him and Buster Posey, and I circled Buster you Posey. You took Buster Posey. I did. Um, <laughs> Freddie Freeman was easy at first base. Yep. Javier Baez at second base. Which we knew he was going to get it because of where – well, I, we didn't know that, but I think I took Scooter. You took Baez. I took Baez um, by, like a, by, like, a split hair. Um, and like I said, Jeanette, equally deserving in my opinion. Um, Nolan Arenado at third, which who I I know I picked. We both just, took, we just both took Arenado. He just was leading. Over Suarez. Yeah. I I took Arenado. Yeah, easily over Suarez. Okay, uh, Brandon Crawford. I had him at uh. Yes, short. you did. Um, Nick Mar- uh yeah Nick Markakis Matt Kemp those were two easy ones for us and then Bryce Harper was the other one. Um. I had I had between Harper and a few other guys, and I picked Lorenzo Cain, who okay I thought he may might not have even made the reserves, but <laughs> he did. Um, so anyway, Bryce Harper was the third one, and and let's I, remember that. Go ahead, take Bryce Harper's batting average out of it, and that dude is having a great year he's, still. He's still one of the best in the league as yeah. far at least as far as power numbers. Um, okay, so the reserves, there are three. So the National League has four catchers on this roster. Wow. So Wilson Contreras. So did did my boy Molina make it? Your boy and Tyler Roop's boy, Yadier Molina, made it. Yes, he did. All right. Congratulations, Congratulations. to Tyler and you. Yes, thank uh, you. Buster Posey Tyler, made it. Tyler, I know you're excited. <laughs> Buster Posey made it. JT, Real Muto, if I'm saying that correctly. Real Muto, that's what I um, say. That's how I say it. Uh, let's see. Paul Goldschmidt, Joey Votto, both made at both made it at first base. I was a little bit surprised. Honestly, I was surprised by Votto. By Votto. I was definitely surprised bit. by Votto. Um, not that he doesn't but deserve good for it, him. but his, yeah. yeah, like I, I, you know, I think the at people, some point in time you're just that good. Yeah, yeah, and I it, your it, numbers don't have to be the best for everybody to know you step up to the plate and you're a badass. Yeah, yeah, you're still leading the league in on base, so that's good enough for the. Oh yeah, you know, and and he wasn't voted in by the fans, so these are actually. The managers or whatever that that choose the reserves, and so they know who the hardest are, people to right. to to pitch against are. Right, right. Um, anyway, um, Ozzy Albies and Scooter Jeanette, who were both we discussed. I I felt all three of those guys were, yeah. were pretty equally deserving. Um, so I was glad to see both of them make it. Eugenio Suarez, very excited for him. Uh, Trevor Story at short. 
Uh, Charlie Blackman, Lorenzo Cain, and Christian Yelich all in the outfield. All three very good outfielders. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, so the uh, and then the final vote getter was Jesus Aguilar, first baseman for the Brewers. There you go. That Aguilar, I like the Aguilar kid. He's yeah, he's uh, he's really good. And then and one of my I think my favorite story about him is um, a couple of weeks ago when the Reds and Brewers were playing in Cincinnati. I was at the game, and there was. Um, a situation where the where Joey Votto was talking to the umpire about a ball or strike that I think a ball that he or a strike call that he disagreed with in between pitches, and the the Brewers I think it was their backup catcher maybe um, said something to Votto or just kind of like butted into the conversation yeah. and said something about whatever know, they what, were talking what, about what he thought about it and then i i think may have said something about just jump back in the box or something like that and Votto didn't like it and then they just kind of kept exchanging words and then the the benches came out and the bullpens came out and during that the benches and bullpens came out and Aguilar was was pretending to be real aggressive and like hold everybody back and then and like <laughs> And, and so he so was messing around. He was messing around, and I they like that. they were all like everybody else was just kind of like joking around, and the and Amir Garrett acted like he was putting his dukes up, like he was gonna fight him, and Aguilar kind of started dancing around, and then they kind of hugged, <laughs> like it, it was. It I like that. It was that, really strange, but that's it was, my new favorite. That's my, that's my new yeah, favorite baseball fight. That's my favorite baseball fight too. When they don't actually fight because yeah. it's dumb. All all sports fights are so stupid. They really uh, are. So baseball fights are just a whole bunch of people holding each other. Yeah. The very beginning of a baseball fight is the only really good fight Absolutely. in sports because you're gonna you got an actual chance to get a blow in. Mm-hmm. But then it's just a whole bunch of people standing around. Yeah. Uh, NBA fights terrible because Silly. it's just people standing oh, at, like like there's no way that Rajon Rondo can hold Boogie Cousins back. <laughs> but somehow. When Boogie Cousin gets in a fight, Rondo's pulling him all the way to the – like, come on, if you really wanted to fight the guy, you'd push Rondo over and go knock somebody out. Sure. All right, so then my all-time favorite is the NFL, who is the dumbest fights in the world. Who punches a guy with a helmet on? Why in God's name are you trying to punch a guy when he has a helmet on? And and I hate NFL – I shouldn't say hate, but I, I dislike – that's one of the reasons I'm not as big an NFL fan is because – it feels like after every single play, there's pushing and shoving and people grabbing each other and, and you know, getting extra little shoves in and stuff. Uh-huh. I get so tired of that so quickly, and it seems like it's every play. It's the physicality. <sighs> Whatever. The physicality should be the 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 hits that happen during the play. After that, just go, back, get, to your, go yeah. back to your huddle. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see where you're coming with that. So... Finishing up really quickly, just yes. the National League pitchers: Patrick Corbin, Jacob Degrom, Sean Doolittle, Mike Fultinowitz. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's my best mm-hmm. guess at that. Josh Hader, Brad Hand, Kenley Jansen, John Lester, Miles Mikolas. Uh huh. That's my best guess at that. Aaron Nola, Max Scherzer, Felipe Vasquez, Ross Stripling. How about that? What I'm really surprised about is, is that, that you were no able to reds. pronounce those. No, I probably pronounced most of them incorrectly, um, which is going to bother me. But what I'm really surprised is no Reds, no Reds pitchers. That's a joke. I don't know why that's a joke. I mean, I think Iglesias has would have an opportunity to be in there. I think honestly. some people, some people actually, yeah, some people did actually feel like Iglesias had a chance, and he did. Um, but he, you know, there are other guys. There are plenty of other guys having good years in the back of the bullpens for other teams. So. Um, he didn't make it, and I'm. Uh, it's not a really big deal to me. The the three guys that are most deserving made it from the Reds, and that's that's uh, Jeanette Suarez and Vado. There you go. So let me ask you a question. Real ask quick. me all the questions that you can possibly think of regarding two of those two of those guys that I just mentioned. Two mm-hmm. of the two of the three that that made the All Star team from the Reds. I, I I don't even know how to approach this because I I can't stand when people bring this up just because a guy is suddenly having a good year or a good span. But when in the past, all the PED talk, the performance enhancing drugs in baseball, um, what most of the guys that have been caught, what is the one thing that they, that most of them say why they started doing that? I won't put you on the spot. It's, 
for me, I, it seems to me like when people are coming back from injury, a lot of the guys say, well, I was sure. coming back from injury and yeah. that, that helps me be able to rehab more and, you know, you know, work out you hear more that all and stuff the time. like that. Right. So for me, and it's, and it's, so number one, I'm not accusing anybody. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's not get this. I like to know. Okay. So but it's just who, who, interesting who it? to me. Like I, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I'm a little surprised that I haven't heard yet. And I'm glad because it would be silly, but, Two, you know, Scooter Jeanette wasn't much of a player in Milwaukee, right? Sure. He came to the Reds and became an all-star. Okay. Eugenio Suarez, over the last couple of years, has developed really quickly. Uh, it's he, been when four they, years. I mean, that's I mean three, four years, and that's when you start seeing things like that. I I don't know about that. So yeah. you, I see where you're coming. I see he, where you're going he, with this. Well, here here's the thing is, and and it's so he started out the year the first week or two or whatever that he played, he was hitting the ball really well, and then he fractured his thumb and he missed a little like two and a half weeks. He mm-hmm. missed like sixteen games, sixteen or seventeen games. He came back a little earlier than expected, and has just torn up National League pitching since he's been back every day. Brady Anderson is what you're saying. <laughs> Brady <laughs> Anderson. We're going to call him Brady he Anderson. 50, 51 home runs yes, one year. One year. 13 Never hit more than 20 every other time. <laughs> no. All right. Well, here's the thing about that. Just though. something and that popped into I, my mind in I the last I think it's week. more now medicine right now and, and physical therapy has come so far. I mean, look at guys tearing their ACLs and coming back, you know, in less than a year, I think it's just, I think it's, things are just getting better. Strength and conditioning. I think, and if, you know, some people, you have a bad run somewhere and you jump in and, uh, you know, you find a different guy, you know, one guy showing you something different about a swing. Next thing you know, something clicks. And I truly believe that Scooter Jeanette, I mean, Scooter Jeanette wasn't bad with the Brewers. He just wasn't going to make the team, the Brewers team that year. Came over here. And it looked much better. Yeah, he he's got some serious power for a smaller guy, though. I mean, he's he not does. like a thin guy or anything. He, yeah, but I mean, look at a guy like Dustin Pedroia. He's bigger than Dustin Pedroia. Pedroia, uh, you know, through for a four or five year span, was a thirty thirty five home run guy. Was well, he really twenty five to thirty? I'd say, but still a bit a lot. I mean, that's about that's about where where Jeanette's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I it's just something that popped, in, especially because. Because Suarez came back from that injury a little early and has been so good, like so. Much. I mean, he he was became he was a better player last year than the year before, certainly. And he, uh, when they put him at third base, he was terrible at first, and then pretty quickly he became a much better third baseman. And I don't, you know, you can't attribute that to performance enhancing drugs. I don't think, but no, but he, I mean, he must have just worked his tail off. Um, these, you got to also remember these these guys are are with Joey Votto every day, who is known as being the uh, the most dominant, not dominant, but the most um, uh, hardworking player in all of baseball. You talk about first guy there, last guy there, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, I think that it's a big, I think that's a big part of where, where these guys who make the jump for the Reds and why the Reds are hitting as good as they are. I think a lot of it has to do with Votto. You get to watch mm-hmm. the best of the best every day. It's going to rub off on you. Yeah, and he's fun. Vado's fun. Every one of these guys on the team love him. You see it when they're out there, so you know they're they're talking to him, and and you know that he's. That I think I I would say it's more of a that deal than mm-hmm. than the other. Yeah, yeah. Than the steroids, I, and, but maybe they are. I, yeah, no. I I like I said. I don't. I didn't even want to bring it up because it's just gonna. No matter what I say, it's gonna sound like I'm suggesting that yep, they may have taken performance enhancing drugs. I actually thought about doing a, a segment where we go back because, like you, you go back in the '90s and you can see these guys the years they had when they were when they were doping. Right. So I'd like to go. I want to go through and see guys that just have random years now and take a guess. All right. What do you think? Is he? What do we do? We calling him the next Brady Anderson or what? Yeah, a guy that Scooter Jeanette reminds me a little bit of, like Brett Boone, who like, yeah. was, a, was just a one hundred percent bubble of muscle, I guess. Yes, and just was a, I don't know. And his brother Aaron, nothing but the best, most prolific, second most prolific home run <laughs> in Yankees history. Anyway, um, speaking of Joey Votto, though, mm-hmm. Joey Votto gets the shift put on him all the time. He does. Joey Votto hits. 
all to the opposite field when he hits the ball in the air. Hits a ton of home runs to left and left center. But when he hits a ball on the ground, it goes to second base or first. Mm -hmm. People put the shift on. The shift is becoming more and more of a topic of conversation around baseball. People hate the shift. Some people love the shift. Uh, it's part of the game. It's there. Guys got like Joe Madden are just being nutcases about it. Um, but my question to you is what do you think about the shift? Are you a guy who says, get the hell rid of the shift? I'm, I don't want anybody. Or, or you know, you got to have at least two guys on either side of the infield. What do you think about the shift? So I, I have no problem with it. Just, just right off the bat, I have no problem with the shift. However you want to shift, I have. I, I, there's no. I, it's just about strategy. It, it, and I, I don't think there should be any limits. Should be very few limitations, as far as long as you're not breaking any rules. And there are no rules about where a player has to play. Where a, you know, there really is really no rule that says the left fielder has to play no, in left not. field, um, or you know, any other position. So. I really, it's, it's, and so for me, for me, I equate this to the zone in, in NBA basketball. Okay. Okay. And I, for a long time, you weren't allowed to play the zone. The uh -huh. zone, zone defense was illegal in the NBA for a long time. They changed that. They changed the rules a little bit. Now you can play a zone, but not a lot of teams do. Um, but they, and they also have a rule, uh, a defensive three second rule. So that just, you know, you're allowed to play the zone, but you can't have a big guy. You can't have your Rudy Gobert standing right. underneath you the three basket. Seconds just, and defense yeah. of three seconds, things like that. Right. Okay. So, so that equates to that. So, for me, I don't think I, you know, I have no. Pro I don't think there should ever be a rule against the zone defense in in basketball because it's just a strategy. It's a, you should be allowed to use whatever strategy you can be creative and come up with. However, you need to win a game within the rules. That's that should be fine. And I and I don't think there should be rules against against the zone defense in the NBA, and I don't think there should be rules against Here's shifting in Major Joey League Schmidt just said it best: mm -hmm. get better at offense if you don't like it. This this kind of irritates me. And my dad hates the shift more than anything in the world. My whole life, I grew up telling people the reason I love baseball is because every pitch I love watching guys take five steps to the left, five steps to the right, uh, between pitches, between everything. Okay, that's a shift. So that's okay to do because why are you doing that? You do it because a guy is probably going to hit, uh, you know, maybe this guy every time uh, he gets thrown a curveball, he takes it to the opposite field. So what does the center fielder does? He go, takes 10, 5, 10 steps to the opposite field. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Double play, that's a shift. Double play depth is a shift. Corners in, corners playing the lines. Those are all shifts. All of a sudden, as a as a with all the advanced metrics that come out, all of a sudden you realize when this guy hits a ball on the ground, he always hits it on the right side. Mm -hmm. Why in God's name would you not put as many people over there as you can? Right. If you can't hit the ball to left, to, to if you can't hit the ball to third base side. Well, then I'm not putting somebody over there. That's a waste of a player. It's a waste to have him over there if I know you can't do it. And if you're on offense and it pisses you off that you can't, that that, that people are shifting against you, put a damn bunt down. Mm -hmm. Hit the ball over there. Learn how to hit over there. They'll stop doing it. Be a better hitter, a better player. I don't care if you're, all your power go is on is when you pull the ball. That's no fine then. Then it, if you want to try to hit into it, don't bitch when somebody's – I keep said – cuss twice during this thing and i apologize for that you're getting worked up I i'm love excited it. i love it the shift i love i don't love the shift i don't love the shift because i feel like it's it's a big reason there is such big shifts now is because the offense isn't as good there's not as much situational hitting there's not as much guys you don't have guys that come up and you know hit 320 like you don't have like three guys on your team hitting 310 or better because nobody cares anymore about getting hits and getting on base they just want to drive the ball out fine that's the way baseball is going got no problem with it but i'm going to tell you right now that it really irks me when people get upset about the shift especially major league hitters yeah learn how to hit put right. a bunt down king Griffey jr used to do it Junior will probably put three bunts, three bunts down a year. Every once in a while, he'd drop a bunt down the left side just to try to keep you honest. Now, he knew that they wouldn't move the shift, but guess what? He got on base 
every single time he did it. And why wouldn't you do it more often than that? It's a fr- I would do it every single time. It's a free hit. They're almost giving you first base. Yeah. So you're going to you're going to allow me to take they're not going to put the shift on if there's a guy on first or or it won't be as big of a shift. It's mostly when the bases are empty for the most part. Uh but so if they're going to give you a base hit and let you have a hard bunt down the third base line, why is nobody taking this anymore? Do you think the shift is gonna is going to make better hitters? I mean, are no, guys because going obviously to be- not. It's been five six years, and you see more shift now than you ever have. Yeah, and, that's true. And you see the shift working more than it ever has. Joey Votto, I, I mean, it would be irritating for me to smoke a ground ball in between second and uh, second and first, and have your second, and then hit it, but it go right to the second baseman who's playing, you know, five feet, ten feet in the grass because the shortstop's playing second or the third baseman is is how they usually do it that would irritate me as a hitter mm-hmm. and just make me want to learn how to get out of how that to hit the other way yeah and joey Votto can hit the other way i know that yeah so put a couple bunts down every once in a while make people be honest mm-hmm. i'd do it every single time i'd put a bunt down over there because that shortstop or third baseman's playing all the way i'm um, sorry go ahead no as joey Votto is is a, um an interesting example because he's i he's a he's a line drive hitter mostly right sure um, and he, you know, when he hits line drives, he can hit them all over the field. Like you said, when he hits ground balls, pr- more often than not, they're on the right side. He pulls ground balls for some reason. Yeah. Um, not every time. Sometimes he'll he'll dribble one through the five and a half hole or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, but you know, a, a, it's a mostly lot of, a miss swing when he does that. Or, yeah. Or, or but, he hits but, off the end of the bat. Or, but I think he, but I think he can do that. I think he, he can, he goes the other way as well as anyone in the game, I think. And so he's a guy that it doesn't make as much sense for me. I know if if you get him to, to hit the ball on the ground, it's but, more likely going to go to the right side, but he's, he's a line the, drive hitter. Though. It's the numbers. That's why when he's up, the infield does it, but if you look at the outfield, they shift to left field right. because when he hits the ball in the air, it's more than likely going to left center, right. center to left center. That's normally where it's going to go. That's why the outfield shifts the opposite of the infield against him. Mm-hmm. And once again, advanced metrics, people see what you do. Mm-hmm. You know what? So everybody if you everybody can see your spray everybody chart. can see your spray chart. Everybody mm-hmm. knows where the balls where the ball goes. Uh, when you know uh, launch angles, you know ground balls, fly balls, where they're going. With all of this this knowledge, you have that knowledge as a hitter too. You can pull your own stats up. You can see all this. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Yep, that's what I say. You know, when I was looking into looking into this, an interesting thing, and you just mentioned launch angle. Um, Joey Gallo, uh, power hitter for the Texas Rangers. He's he's one of the big names you that are that's brought up most of the time when you talk about launch angle and exit velocity and this kind of new age thinking about hitting. And where you're just really just swinging for the fences, right? That guy. So the so the Houston Astros, they're you know in the same division, so they play them all the time. So the Houston Astros just recently played. They they shift him big time every time, but just recently they played all four infielders on the right side of second base. They brought the third baseman on the other side of second base. The shortstop was in was like where the second baseman normally plays, uh-huh. but like in shallow, shallow, kind of in shallow yeah. right center. And then the second baseman, Jose Altuve, was in like shallow right field. And then the first baseman was kind of playing regular depth. Right. And and the um, Josh Reddick, the, the right fielder, was was playing pretty much straight away actually in right field, but deep. And then um, the center fielder was playing pretty much straight away, and the left fielder was playing way off the left field line. But it was really interesting to see because I I feel like that's one you, you usually see the shortstop go to the other side of second base maybe or just a, a lot just of times of I, you've been seeing a lot of the third baseman now going going to going to the other side of second base I've seen and, and leaving the guy with the most range your shortstop, shortstop on the right over there bringing your third baseman over and putting him a little closer to second than the second baseman may normal play but then having your second baseman in a shallow center or a shallow right. That's the shift that seems like I feel like I see the most, especially against Votto. And maybe it's because I watch mostly Reds games, mm-hmm. but that's the shift that I see the most. Yeah. So it, it was interesting to to see that that all four. And you're right that people do bring bring their uh you know kind of lap their lap their third baseman over the shortstop and and have him be the one that plays on the other side of second base. 
But it was interesting to see all four. I feel like you don't see all four infielders on the right side of second base very often. No. And it was in they that was a little bit different than earlier in the year. They played four outfielders. They took I think it was the shortstop and put him in left center or something like that and like they a lot played of these, four outfielders. A lot of these teams are doing crazy stuff. You're, we were talking the other day, uh I don't remember I think it was the Cubs or the Bruce somebody put had two only played with two outfielders uh and basically had a short right and and then the rest of your infielders and but but we're playing with just basically two outfielders. The, the shifts are getting crazier and people are going to try all kinds of things, but in the end when you got a guy in the end, people wouldn't be doing it if it didn't work. That's the way I feel. Yeah, and, and there, you know, there's all kinds of um, of arguments or, or just you know uh, articles and, and things you can find, kind of evaluating the, the shift that talk about how effective it really is. Um, some, you know, some people say it's it's more effective. You, you can create more outs when you shift against the guy. But it's a it's a much smaller percentage um, than most people think, right? You know? um, so, but I, but other people think, oh my gosh, yeah, you, you know, if you can, if this guy hits seventy five percent of the time on the right side, you have to put you know at least three guys on the right side of the bag or on the right side of second base. Um, so you know, and there are so many nuances. There are so many little details about how to how to play it and. Um, all you know, depending on the kind. So of we feel the same, though, right? We do. All right, we do. We're we're let both. the shift go. Let it go. Let's do it. I say learn how to hit. God bless it. So I, I say what what the shift I want to see is uh, bring the catcher out. Bring the catcher out. Put him in center field. <laughs> Just pitch to the hitter. Just pitch to the I hitter. Like bring right. the catcher out. Yeah. Um, have him be. You know, you could actually. You could, could put oh, him and let the pitcher just after he throws it, just go get the ball. If there's nobody on base, and who cares? Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's uh, yeah. I guess just it only throw works. it. It'll bounce off the wall. He just walks down, picks it up, walks back to the mound. Yeah, I. I get it. Only works if there's nobody on. But you just lob it in there and sure. let him hit. You know, because yep. you got an extra guy out there. I like it. I like it. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't, but I'm I'm still good with it. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So I got one other thing that I want to bring up about baseball before we get uh, off of it because I got I – got, uh, we are going on vacation. I am going on vacation you next are. week. It hasn't been known yet. It's not known yet if we are going to do a Nosebleed Sports Podcast podcast. Uh, podcast i'm i'm gonna bring the equipment with me that i can attach my phone up to it so adam can call me and we can record through the phone not sure if it's gonna happen we'll find out but i want to i want to go over something about that later real quick though our ugliest major league baseball player uh bracket Mm -hmm. so the latest uh the latest Bracket was between our friends uh, Otis Nixon and Pasquale Perez, mm-hmm. and my boy won. Yep. Otis Otis takes the takes the takes the victory. Uh, I kind of figured that was going to happen, but that brings us to our next bracket, which is Andy Etchebarn and Jack Wilson. Andy, this dude, I think we might have misplaced him. Oh, we was it four? four oh, it yeah. is the four seed. <laughs> oh, it's Rob Malicote and Jorge Cantu. This is going to be a close one. You think so? I do think so. Rob Malicote, um, man, this could Jorge Cantu is a pretty ugly dude. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, <laughs> former Red, former Red. I liked him. I mean, he was good. He was good. I mean, he was okay. He was he was a pretty good hitter. Um, yeah, I, I got I got to pull Malakote back up because I I don't I don't one hundred percent remember. Yeah, my boy. Ro, Ro, oh yeah, Malakote. Uh, this is the guy I said looks like somebody I think I know. All right, so I I really don't enjoy, say their name. I, I would never do that. No, because um, they might be watching us on the Facebook Live. Yeah. Hey, and speaking we got, of we got a few people. Uh, speaking of uh, Steve Snodgrass, I I see you're on here checking us out, Steve. Uh, without a doubt, I feel like might be our number one fan, and I appreciate that. Steve, you get a Nosebleeds Sports Podcast t-shirt. I just decided right now I'm going to mail it to you. Send Adam your what size you need because you uh, comment uh, and put our name in all kinds of comments, and I love it. It gives me something to look at. He's, yeah, he, he's uh, 
He's very good at participating. And, Thumbs and, up. Yeah. He. Yeah. Yes, I can hear you good. vacuuming. Steve's a good one. All right. So, um, Rob Malico, <laughs> Jorge Cantu, let's get this thing going. Uh, it'll be up tonight. You guys can check it out. Uh, get your vote on, and we appreciate all your help. Wait till you see Rob Malico. You're gonna love You're it. You're gonna Rob Malico is one of my favorites. He really is. <laughs> I've never heard of the guy before he's we like started a, looking into this. He almost kind of seems like he's probably he might he was probably a hippie at some point in time. Sure. Uh, I mean, he played in the 70s, yeah, 80s, everybody 80s, then 80s looked I guess. like that. Exactly. All right. You had a lot of people that look like Willie Nelson that played in the 70s and <laughs> 60s and 70s. <laughs> and now you don't have anybody that looks like that. Exactly. Oh goodness. Ah. Good for I'm I'm excited about this Malico uh Jorge Cantu because Cantu's be just a, a Cantu's I a do. naturally ugly dude I think yeah. and Malico with a there's there's two or three really ugly pictures that I think <laughs> I think might put him over the edge. All right, who's We're your gonna... vote? Who's your vote <clears throat> between Malico and Cantu? Mine's Malico. So Malico's the four seed. Cantu is the thirteen seed. Right. You're going Malico. I'm going Malico. Yeah. I'm but... gonna, I'm gonna have to look at this one a little bit. Because I, I might go Cantu. You know, I think I picked the upset in the uh, Otis Nixon Pasquale Perez. I, I picked you? Perez. There was a couple, there was a couple of people. It was close for a while, and then it Otis was. kind of pulled away. Otis pulled away when people started actually looking up more pictures of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> All right, so vacation. I will be on vacation next week. Uh, I, I really want to do try to do this. I'm gonna we're gonna try to still put this on. It, it may or may, it's not gonna be on Facebook Live. Except I, I I keep seeing on here that I can bring them on camera. I don't know how that works. We might try it. Why not? Sounds like fun. Um, but what I wanted to ask you was going into we're in the middle of vacation season right now. Yes, we are. Best and worst vacation stories. I want to know what your best. Or the best vacation you ever had, the worst vacation you ever had. But before you do, I want to tell you the worst thing that's ever happened to me on vacation. Actually, it was it wasn't the worst thing for me. It was more the worst thing for my wife. Uh, and that Trisha St. Clair, I see you're on here right now. You'll remember this. <laughs> we I was in Hilton Head Island. We uh, we were on the beach. I tend to ever since I was been playing baseball my whole life. I, I tend to chafe pretty easy when I'm sweating and oh, running boy. around and stuff. <laughs> and I thought I was chafed pretty bad. Uh, got going out there. Uh, you know, we were out playing on a beach, probably playing some paddle ball, a little volleyball, you know, probably tossing a little baseball out on the beach, get in it. I can't walk. It hurts to walk. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, what is wrong? What is going on? So after everybody's laughing at me and you know, I powder like crazy powder for two days and I just can't walk. There's, there's nothing I can do. I got the monkey butt out. I've used baby powder, uh, gold bond. I bought all of it. None of it's working. Mm-hmm. I finally go in the bathroom. I'm like, hey, what the heck is going on down here? I got an ingrown hair on my taint. Oh God. And it was huge, dude. It was, <sighs> Oh, I bet the the total, like the white, and then the red Don't around it was it. like the, if you took the full red around, it was probably the size of a dime. Oh. It was huge. So it's the very first vacation that my wife ever goes on with our fam, with my family. Oh. We we're just dating at the time. She's not even allowed to be in the same room as me. She's sleeping in the room with my sister and the other, uh, <laughs> and, and the other girl that's on vacation with us. So, uh, so my mom says, I will pop it for you, son. Oh. I am. Absolutely not. 24, 25 years old. No, guess what? <laughs> You're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. God love, God love my wife. That's when I knew she was a keeper. I knew she was a keeper. Uh, yeah. She walked in the bathroom. I propped one leg up on top of that bathtub. Oh, God. She got down there and just oh, popped my her God. right out. Oh, oh, my God. Puss everywhere. Oh, my God. Every, running Stop. down my leg, blood in my drawers. Oh, my gosh. Best vacation story I got. I mean, that was the that was the worst Wait, vacation. Was that the, yeah, was it the that best was, That was the worst? the worst vacation because it was three days where I couldn't walk. Oh, my God. I mean, you <laughs> – I mean <sighs> – that one incident alone, that one event, um, I mean, she's got her she she's got her seat up there. Oh yeah, in, in heaven for sure. Yeah. I mean, she could she could kill fifty people and she's still going there because that's the worst uh, that's the worst experience of anyone's life. 
to have to be the one to pop that thing. I think I don't I care think, how I, much listen, pain you were in. I'm gonna tell you, she oh, had pain. a much worse experience. The trust pain, me, the pain was horrible. But this was also the first time that I found out that she absolutely loves popping things on your body. Oh, I'll have God. a I'll have a little pimple on my shoulder, and she's just staring at it. She just stares at it. Oh. Can I get it? Can I get it? Can I get it? Can I get it? No. Get a little zit on my nose or something. Can I pop it? Can I pop it? No, get it hurts. Get away from it's, me. It, it can be. I I can kind of understand. It can be a little bit satisfying to like pop stuff like that. There's just something about it. But on someone else, that I I that I'm not sure. She I loves understand. It. She loves it. All right. So I want to know. I want to know what your best vacation story is, or best vacation or my worst bad. vacation. You know, what do you got? I don't have too many extremes one way or the other. Um, I'm not really that. I'm just, I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm not a real excitable guy most of the time. But um, I would say my best vacation overall, I'm a, not a guy that goes on vacation very often, to be honest with you. I might go on little like weekend trips here or there or something once in a while, but sure. most of the time I don't go anywhere. But I would say maybe my, maybe my favorite vacation we did my dad my brother and i did like an indiana basketball vacation and it was i would say i was in my early 20s or maybe 19 20 something like that um and we went to so we went to indiana university and at the time i was a big iu fan because i loved bob knight and i loved sure. the the whole toughness and discipline thing uh-huh now that I'm older, I realize the guy's an awful jerk. But huge um, jerk, yeah, huge jerk. Yeah. I'm sure he's a great basketball mind. Huge jerk. Yeah, he, yeah. He anyway. Um, but at the time, I was really excited, and you know, Indiana just has a great basketball history anyway. So um, we went there, kind of walked around the campus. I mean, that part was just cool anyway, basketball or not. Um, but we went there to to kind of like try to see the the arena and stuff like that. And we didn't get we didn't get inside or anything, but. Um, but it was, it was still really cool. We went there and we went, I got, I think I got an Indiana basketball shirt while I was there or whatever from IU. Um, we went to Indiana state, which was a big deal for me because that's where my tied for favorite or one B or one A or whatever. He's your, he's the legend. It's the, the legend. It's the legend. Larry legend. Larry legend went to ISU. So, so we went there, we had to go there. Um, and see, you know, see the campus and, and, you know, just kind of walk around and try to step on the same few inches of concrete that he did at some point sure. or yeah. uh, something stupid like that. Um, and then we went to his hometown, French Lick. Yeah, you got to go to French Lick. French I heard they Lick. got a few really great golf courses at French Lick. I've heard that in too. French Lick. I, I, we didn't, we didn't check out the golf courses while we were there, but we did check out Larry Bird Boulevard and I think we found the house he grew up in or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I think we found the school. We went to West Baden. There was like a neighboring town, West Baden. He went to high school there. Um, so we went there. There was like a little park with a, with a basketball hoop, um, you know, like on Larry Bird Boulevard, I mm -hmm. think, by a school or something Probably like that. Probably he so shot there at some point we, in time. Yeah, we got out and shot there, there for a go. little bit. That's what we did when we, we went to Boston. We found a little – when me and you went to yeah, Boston, yeah. me, you, and Joey, we, we found a spot and – there was a there was a there was a, a ballpark and a bat and we bought we went and bought a bunch of balls and we played home run derby. Yes, we it did. Sound like something good to do, That's right? right? Yeah. yeah. It was they had that little like temporary fence, the short yeah. fence up too, yeah. like it was like it was perfect set up for a softball thing or something. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, can so your is this your best? I, the I best? think. I mean, I I had some some decent vacations, but I, that's probably my favorite one. Just because we, you know, we just kind of drove around and did like a basketball themed. So you're telling Indiana, me state of Indiana that that was better than going to Boston. That was that was way up there too. Yeah, that, our, yeah the no, that was. We got to go behind the Green Monster. I know we did. That was that one was actually awesome because we went to Cooperstown. At at some point in time, we'll get into a whole long story about the about the Boston trip that we took yes. with no cruise control. Which I felt so <laughs> bad for our other my Adam's brother in the back seat. Yeah, he, no yeah. cruise control is difficult ride. to ride in. I th I had bought that car like two weeks before we went or something like that. I think. threw some and miles on that bad boy. We did driving boy. on a cobblestone roads in Boston. There's no 
There's no there are no white lane lines. There's there no, no lane. There, it's four lanes deep, and you can probably fit three cars in those four lanes. And everybody's going back and forth. And they fit six in there. Yeah, it's nuts. It yeah. was oh, poor was, Adam was just white was, knuckling it. That was rough to drive too. I was like 20 years old, I think. It was that was that was tough. But it was an awesome trip. We went. We saw. We took the tour of Fen. We went to Cooperstown. Yeah. We took the tour of Fenway Park. Tour of Fenway Park. And then saw. I think we mentioned this before on this podcast. We saw Barry Zito versus um, uh, uh, Low. Uh, um, gosh, Derek Low. Derek Low. Yeah. In, in their I, in I, their in their best seasons. Yeah. So check this out. So we get to this. We get there, and there is. <laughs> We, we don't have tickets. At that point in time, Boston sold out every game, but they sold standing room only and obstructed view seats before every game. We get there. We're the first people when the ticket booth opens. She says, hey, we have obstructed view, but all it is is we took a row of seats and put it in an aisle. Mm-hmm. So there's a, we had extra foot room. We're about 15 rows behind the dugout. Every once in a while, in between innings, somebody would walk in front of you, but I was – God, I was 20 yards away from my favorite baseball player at the time, Nomar Garcia Parra. Yeah, and we got to watch big. Miguel Tejada in his prime in Oakland, who, by the way, probably has the fastest hands, the most smooth hands I ever seen uh, from a shortstop. He, yeah. before he got real big and bulky, he was as smooth as silk. That was the year that Oakland won 20 games. 20 in games a row. in a row, I think so. Yeah, 2002, I believe. Um, anyway, that yeah, that trip was awesome. So that was good. That we had, we've had awesome. some good ones. We've had some good ones. There one other. So there. So, oh man, no, no, it wasn't as good. So let me ask you this. Ask me this. Your favorite, your favorite vacation spot. Favorite vacation spot. Mm-hmm. Favorite place to go on vacation. Hmm. I used to love the Hilton Head Island. We went there a lot. Uh, you know what? Though I'm starting to really like, uh, starting to really like the golf. Yeah. I'm starting to enjoy the golf. The golf, huh? The golf. The G U L F. The G U L F. You like you like the golf. I like G O L F too. Right? I do. I love the G O L F. In fact, I'm taking the clubs down oh. uh, with me. So yeah, we're gonna. How are you gonna pack? You're taking clubs. Nah, You're taking I got, audio dude, I got, equipment. I got my my brother-in-law just bought a truck. He's got a cap on it. I'm gonna shove it on the back of his truck. Are you right, kidding? I don't need to take any of this. That'll work. That or I'll you know I got some bag I can stick on top of the car and tie it down. We'll be all right. Let, okay, let so you said your worst your worst vacation story. What's your best vacation? That was also my best vacation. Okay. All right. Uh so, so how great of a, I mean I got the best story in the world out of it. <laughs> That's whoever how often do best. you get someone else uh, you know a uh, an a hot chick first time she goes on vacation with you <laughs> to pop a ingrown hair on your taint that doesn't happen very often that's that's something i don't <laughs> ever so want to have happen to it's, me it's I, the I, best I, thing in the world it's <laughs> you know uh different strokes for different folks so um last thing though <laughs> there you go last thing though <laughs> no pun intended there settle <laughs> down um, <laughs> you're laughing not me last <laughs> okay um last thing your va- vacation spot that you've never been to that you really want to go Ah, I probably Hawaii or something like that. I guess I don't know. I mean, somewhere. I, you ever I been out of the country? I, yeah, we went on. We've been on some cruises. But to be honest, to me, man, I'd rather just be on the boat out on the water. I don't need to stop at all these third world countries and have them all bug me. And I don't. I don't need all that. I can go to a beach anywhere. I'm not. I don't, if I I'm bug not, you, do you mean there are a lot of bugs around there? That no, are I mean it's you? like, hello, pretty lady, uh, braid your hair, and you know. All this <laughs> oh, stuff. someone said that in a third world country to you? <laughs> I had really long hair. At the time. Hey, pretty lady, I had really had long hair? hair at the time. Oh man, <laughs> oh uh, that's okay. So best va- true my my uh, the best vacation I ever had was the the time when I um, asked my wife to marry me. That's a funny story, uh, too. I couldn't find a time to ask her, mm-hmm. and I kept this ring in my pocket forever. So, you know, I was going to do it on the beach. I was going to do it at, you know, romantic dinner, do something cool like that. So what do I do? A day or two before my birthday, we are... At a go, we're at go-karts. We're driving go-karts. <laughs> and just randomly... Somebody's asked to take our picture uh, next to a sign. And I was like, yeah, sounds like a good time. I think the sign said, like, see you next time you come or something like that <laughs> to the go-kart rink. So 
all the pictures are of me on a knee at some broke down <laughs> broke down uh, go-kart rink super yeah, best vacation ever my wife that was probably her worst now thinking back it's probably her worst vacation because she agreed i don't think i ever remember hearing that story about that's where you did man i had to have heard that but wow that's crazy yeah there you go so there you go <laughs> i need to see that picture uh i'm sure i can find it somewhere Find it for me somewhere. Aaron will find it for you. All right. All right. So uh, we got a few minutes left before we let's get off of this vacation stuff for a minute. And let's talk about the most interesting sport in the world. Soccer. Nothing. You said most interesting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We all know it's the most popular. It's the most interesting to a lot of people. It is. And if you are watching this live on our Facebook or if you are listening to this uh, anytime, this is the podcast for sports, so or for all sports, and it's probably the best pod- podcast for World Cup soccer. So I am going to get on to my World Cup soccer app. Yeah, have a World Cup so- soccer app. That's how big of a World Cup soccer guy I am. And let you know that Croatia is the first team ever in the history of World Cup to win three straight games Decided by penalty kicks. The first team in history? Ever. Wow. Three straight World Cup games decided by penalty kicks. I didn't realize we were watching history. Yeah. You didn't know that. I did not know that. I I guarantee you. Now you know. Now you know. So they knocked out they knocked out England, right? They did. And uh which would have been really fun to see England versus France because I I don't know. Everybody on the radio made it sound like it was a big deal. I don't know why that's a big deal. Oh. Yeah. To be completely honest. So um <laughs> anyway, uh so the the it's going to be France versus Croatia. Now, you have this is tough for you cuz you picked both France and Croatia uh to do this. I picked neither. I think I took Belgium and England. So I am completely out of this. Adam, you are obviously the World Cup god. You're able to pick these things like it's nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's I, almost like I want to see what you got in your crystal ball, man. What do you got? Um, that's the thing. When you spend that much time in your life around the game, um, you just—I mean—you kind of have like a—you a, just know what's going to happen. Sixth sense almost about it. You, Ooh, you know, you kind of—you just kind of—you just kind of feel it. I hear you. Um, and that's certainly the case uh, for me with soccer. So, I. Now, okay, so Croatia, France. Croatia, France. So on the one hand, France, I like a lot of their players. Uh, You know, Tony Parker. um, You got Nicolas Batum. You got got Rudy Gobert. You got a lot of good players on that French team. All right, so how about the Croatians? The the Croatian team – um, you know what? You, you have you have several Tony Kukoc, right? Several the the captain is Tony Kukoc. There's and, no and, doubt. And, I mean, when he's got uh, he's got three rings, so he does. He has three rings, so he uh, you know, and he uh, he's probably the best Croatian uh, Croatian player ever in uh, any sport. That a boy. Um, so I think for that reason, and because Tony Kukoc played on my favorite basketball team ever. Um, I'm going to pick Croatia. Croatia. Wow. Went off of Parker. I thought you were going Tony Parker the whole way. All right. So Tony Parker doesn't play for the Spurs anymore, so I don't care as much. about. So you're done. All right. Well, in that case, I, I have, I have to go with France then. Correct? No, you go with whoever you want. I want to go with France because I want to make a bet on the world cup with you. Okay. What's our bet? Uh, well, I don't know, man. What do you think? We got to have something good. Cause this, I mean, it means a lot to me. Like I bleed red, white, and blue of France. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know that about you. You and uh, you bleed the red, white, and blue of Croatia. I just realized both their flags are red, white, and blue. On the a lot of people's on the Fourth of July, you had a uh, you had a tank top of the French flag. Oh, and, yes, uh, I did. And matching shorts. And matching shorts. Wait, and by the way, on vacation. So my goal <laughs> this year for vacation was to lose thirty lbs before we got there. And you are? I hit it. Yeah! Yes, I actually lost 30 point something. Anyway. Yeah! So I hit it. So all the people going on vacation with us and possibly everybody that wants to see uh, on our podcast or uh, the FaceTube. Okay. 
I told them all they get to see me in a Speedo now. Oh, so God. to match my red, white, and blue France uh, or American flag tank top is the American flag Speedo. I'm going to- Medium size. I'm going to force you to eat like tons of cake before you leave or something <laughs> to get back over that- under that thirty pound. Oh, I can't wait. I can't. I'm sending oh, you a picture God. when I'm on the beach. I know you will. Yes, I will. All right. So, how about you. this? This is the bet. Here's the deal. If Croatia wins, I'll do a whole Facebook live standing in my speedo. If France wins, you have to do the whole Facebook live standing in your speedo. <laughs> and I'm buying you a speedo. I, no, you are not. They don't make speedos. You in, don't have that much faith in they, Croatia. They don't make speedos in in kid sizes. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I don't my think buddy, they do. You gotta of, go to of, Europe. One for of that. my best friends I used to I we used to go on vacation with was a big, uh, was a big swimmer, and they had speedos when they were little. I get you. I can get you a kid small. You'll be all right. <laughs> what if it's too big? Well, then it is what it is. You're standing with your back half turned anyway. You'll be all right. <laughs> so what's the deal? Are you in for this or what? Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how not in I am. I can't even explain All it right. to you. So, so Any, whatever anybody, we do, we got, since you want everyone to see you in a speedo, <laughs> that can I be enjoy the, it. I know you do. <laughs> that can be. Oh man, you can find. You can find. I'm sure somewhere on the internet you can find the video of your. Of your uh, dance for your, I think oh, it was your yeah. I'm on YouTube, birthday. Bro. I'm on YouTube. Um, uh, I got it. I had a your, uh, grass skirt that I didn't find out was a youth size grass skirt until after I had already put it on, with only a jock strap under it. So my yeah. whole behind was hanging out. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Phenomenal for uh, phenomenal for a for a very few coconut bra for a very few people. <laughs> um, so okay, so uh, that can be what happens. So you can do that. Um, you're going to do that anyway. Steve wants to know where your sense of adventure is. I agree. Where is your sense of adventure? It's Adam? nowhere. It's absolutely nowhere. <laughs> sense of adventure I from the guy who doesn't want to adventure into anything. <laughs> I don't have that. It's something I, I, I honestly, genuinely need to work on. I need to try new things. It's something I'm, so, I'm, 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 I'm working on. But we don't um, have much. Time. That's not one thing. We don't have much I'm time. If okay. that's not what you're going to do, then I need. To, if that's not what the bet is, then we need to figure it out real quick. Okay. Um. Uh, let's see if, so if France wins, I have to, um, <sighs> mm, I say you have to go camping. Oh, geez. What? I, who has time camp for camping? Outside. You just got to camp outside in your backyard one night. There are, there are critters out there. I know there are. You can stay in the tent, zip it up. I almost had an encounter with a skunk today. That's gross. Oh, skunks are disgusting. Take the bet, they say. Take the bet. Where's your sense of adventure? Come on. Trust me. I'll buy the you speedo. You don't want me to take the bet. You don't You're want me to. You're in phenomenal shape. You're the best looking 36-year-old no, man I've ever seen. <laughs> He's got a 30-pack, for God's sake. Camping in a tent with a fire and a dog. I say you have to camp outside. I'll put the fire pit out in my backyard and let the dog run around. He'll protect you from all the critters. He looks like a wolf. She does look like a wolf. She looks like a wolf. She I, said, a wolf. I said she. Um. <laughs> All right, Adam, how about eating weird food? I'd rather camp. All right, camp out it is then. I can't camp in my backyard. You? Why not? Because you can't do that. All right. I, have, I just have to, I'll have to, I don't know. I don't have a tent. I'm not laying just straight on the ground, I can tell you that. No, I got. I, I'll give you a cot. I got a tent. I got a cot. You'll be fine. I can't be out in the exposed there. I got to have a tent. Loser has to ins- sing the winner's national anthem. I like that. <laughs> Winner. That's it. Croatia wins. I will sing the national anthem on our on the next podcast. If France wins, you have to sing the national the France's national anthem on the next podcast. In I love French? it. Yeah. Oh, well, you're just gonna have to read the words. I mean, you can say it however you want to say it. I have to find a translation. Uh, you, you can do that. I'm going to speak in Croatian when I when I have to sign. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm doing it. Brad Ellis, great. Hey, Uncle Brad, perfect. I like it. Are you in? That's a, that's a good suggestion. I don't. In? I don't know. I don't know whether you want to see less of me in a speedo or hear me sing. I don't know I don't which care. is worse. Just do it. 
<laughs> okay. Yes. All right. There we go. All right. So thanks for the the guys who, who popped suggestion. on and, and saw us on Facebook Live. This was kind of a random thing. We didn't let anybody know. It just kind of happened. Before I we did feel it. like it's going to happen all the time. Uh, I don't know. I'm up for it. I'm down for it. We'll probably have it on here all the time. It's just really late at night. So if you're on, thanks for watching. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a lot of people. Yeah. We got hundreds of people on here right now. If you Again. show it, they will come. That's right. So here's the deal. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook at the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Um, oh. oh, cut Paul's toenails. <laughs> nope, I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving that to Melinda. <laughs> He'll never do that. Uh, and then you have uh, you can catch us on iTunes. You can catch us on SoundCloud. You can catch us on the CastBox and YouTube. Check it out. Subscribe. Uh, if you're a new subscriber, this is the last week I'm doing it. If you are a new oh. subscriber this week to any of these, send me a screenshot or something that shows you subscribing to our website or to our to one of those platforms and then send me your shirt size and I will give you a sports nosebleed sports podcast t-shirt. Special shout out really quick. I got to I got to say cuz he subscribed last week. He's waiting for his shirt. I got to get coming. it to him. Yep. Eric, I just need to Eric know what Gagnon, size. My guy E pup pup big oh. That's it. He he he's he's getting one. He's getting one. <laughs> Is that your best? Is that's that your my best, best pup. Dog? You didn't say dog. You said yeah, pup. Yeah, I did you say want a pup. dog. You want a okay. dog. Oh, no, DMX not, about to not, come out. Not. DMX about to come out. Uh, <laughs> not, not a DMX fan I, at all. That's crazy. I love DMX. Anyway, <laughs> okay. all right. So thank you guys very much. We appreciate you watching. Um, and like I said, subscribe, and you can get your Nosebleed Sports Podcast T-shirt. You'll be good to go. And we'll see you next week. Maybe. Don't forget to vote. Ugliest, I'm doing it. I'm taking it and I'm doing it. <laughs> we'll see. Ugliest, uh, the ugliest sports, uh, the ugliest uh, man. Don't forget to vote on that as well. Yep. All right. For Adam Schmidt, I am Chris Witt. Don't forget to turn your headlights on. I always forget that anybody watching on Facebook Live can't even hear this. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Explosive. <laughs>